What up, world? Your boys back. Philanthropy and focus, the one and only nonprofit sector connector. There can only be one. There can only be one nonprofit sector connector. Do you know why? Because I made it up, man. That's what a lot of life is about. It's about making things up. It's about creation. It is about creating. Last night, I had a an opportunity. I didn't even know I'd say this today. I had an opportunity. I met this gentleman who owns a bakery out here on Long Island, and he sent me home with forget about it he sent me home with a box of italian cookies like two and a half pounds of cookies he sent cupcakes and, and cake pops home for the kids shout out to francesco's bakery out in hicksville i didn't know i was going to give you a shout out but i bring it up because they said creation he talked to me about his daughter who is a is a phenom in this creation economy you know i didn't know this but i was reading something on her instagram last night that she uh that says it's going to be cre- creators are going to be a 480 billion dollar the content creation model so wow what does that mean why would I bring that up? Well, here's what. It's all about leaning in, doing something, trying it out, try the thing. It's not going to work out exactly how you thought it was going to work out. Philanthropy and focus certainly hasn't worked out the way I thought it was going to work out. But I did, as I've told you before, before, walk around for two years and say, hey, man, I'm going to do this show. It's called Philanthropy and Focus, where I interview executive leaders and nonprofits. And I walked around for two years telling people why. I don't know why I walked around for two years. But right now, we're over 150 episodes of something that was just an idea, just a figment of my imagination. Yes, I'm preaching a little bit. Try stuff out. If you want to make a freaking impact, do me a favor. Do yourself a favor. Do the planet a favor. Do the thing. Do the thing. Try it out. See what happens. See what the connections are going to be. See what the relationships are going to be. And that's what philanthropy and focus is for me. And it's an awesome journey. And I am a bit of a creator. I'm a bit of a showman. I might sing a song for you today. That could be for you if you like it. It's it's out there. I did it already. I just found out that my daughter has been taking singing lessons for the last couple of weeks. And I... 2023 was the year I was supposed to take singing lessons and it didn't happen. So if you know me and you're a friend of mine and you see me, say, hey, kid, you said you were going to take the singing lessons. How about it? Because we got to listen to you every so often, break out into song. It'd be nice if you could carry a tune. It would help us out. It would help our ears out a little bit. Anyway, let's get into the show. Every single Friday morning, forever, I will be joining a leader of a nonprofit organization to meet with them, learn about what they do to help them, as I like to say, tell their story and amplify their message. And that's what I'm doing. And that's why I made the nonprofit sector connector thing up. And I will tell you, the funny thing about it, shout out to my friend Heather Edwards, who's been on the show twice. She was actually on the 100th episode of my show, which was my birthday last year. And when Heather was on the show from Allied Foundation, it was a very special day. And I I will tell you, I think somebody on the internet is telling me Tommy D as in D for don't sing great. Oh, thanks. That's got to be like Mick Collins. Thanks, Mick Collins. I'm sure don't sing great. I'm a great singer. We'll talk about that later. Heather Edwards is becoming a nonprofit sector connector. She's my friend. She runs Allied Foundation, 3 million diapers. This is a one-person organization that has given 3 million diapers to Long Island and New York City families in need. I love you, Heather. I love what you've done, and I love the st- what the things maybe, I know you've taught me so much, and maybe I've taught you a couple things, because I watch you connecting me now and making relationships. Anyway, let's get into it. Susan Elk Holmes is my guest. Susan and I actually have a lot of things in common, not just that She's married to a good buddy of mine who I love, and I'm sure she loves him. She's married to him. <laughs> Shout out to Sean O'Rourke. Susan, good morning. Before I even rant and rave even anymore, how are you, my friend? What's I'm, going on? I'm good. I'm good. I've already worked out. It's, you know, been up since five. I mean, half the day is over already, so I'm good. I <laughs> like that. You've already worked out, and I hit that box of cookies three times. Over. <laughs> so so we're, we both, so we don't have that in common, apparently, although I, I do have ambition we're joining the JCC right by my house. I've been shouting it out. We're joining the JCC. They got this track that goes around there. I'm really one, to be honest. They got a sauna. They got a steam room. I'm pretty psyched about that. But here's what you might not know that we have in common before we get into the topic at hand, which is Pancakes for Roger, the new organization, the book, In Memory of Your Dad as a Legacy. We're going to do all that. Um, do the thing. Take the lessons. All right, Mick Collins. I will do the thing. I tell everybody to do the thing. I've seen stuff. He's he's shout me out on YouTube. Love you, Mick Collins. Paid for processing. Do the thing. I will take the lessons because it will be better for everyone's ears. Paychecks, ADP. Yeah. Eight years beginning of my career, I spent in payroll sales with ADP, carrying around red binders. And you, we didn't know each other then, but you were carrying around blue binders. Blue binders. Blue That's binders. It. Yeah. That's it. I used to laugh about that because it was always like, it's funny, even to this day, we're both in the same world again. I mean, I own an employee benefits agency with my partners and you've been in the benefit space for many, many years. So it's very funny that we have these things in common. And obviously, thank you to Sean for texting me a couple of weeks ago going, listen, it's a nonprofit now. 
Mm-hmm. And I said, does this mean I get to eat pancakes? <laughs> we'll get into that whole thing. But we have that in common. And I, I, something I, I wrote down, do more better. Yeah. So what does that mean? Because that's it, it relates to a lot of what I do in the nonprofit world, I think. But you tell me what it means from your perspective. You know, I mean, I'm a huge fan of David Goggins. Um, you know, we actually have the same publisher. And, uh, you know, David Goggins always says basically everybody kind of works at the 80%. So there's always one more thing you can do, one more mile you can run, one more event you can crush, one more meeting you can take. And so, you know, the do more better is actually something that was was taught to me by a mentor um, right before I became national president for Women Insurance and Financial Services, another nonprofit. And she she's like, you know, we always just need to look at doing doing more better. And so I took that to heart and, you know, I incorporate that in my business. I incorporate that in the nonprofit. That's kind of the going to be the tagline for Pancakes Rogers, do more better, um, because there's there's always one more thing we can do. And, um, you know, even when we're exhausted, even when, you know, it's been such a long day or we've had an 80 hour work week. I mean, you're in the insurance space. Yeah. Fourth it was hell for us, right? I mean, it's yeah. a certain kind of hell this year, yeah. um, but there's always one more thing you can do and you can always do things better. So, you know, all of us, you know, we can be perfectionists and things like that, but there's always, you can always do a little bit more, do a little bit things in a different way too. Yeah. I, I got to shout out, you know, I, I don't shout her out too much on the show, but my friend, Joe, who absolutely is a mentor to me, a coach to me, shout out to Joe, a little bit of the ADHD that Tommy D have, has, we, she helps me harness some of that creativity. And, and I'll tell you, you know, with Joe, she she told me about this thing called uh, priming, which is something that Tony Robbins does. Mm-hmm. And I've been doing it like three days in a row. And it's funny because my son, I did this priming this morning, which is like you do this breathing and you do it like 30 times and then you just do some things you're grateful for. And it's like a 15 minute session. Right. So I go, all right, let's go. I did that. I get out of bed. I go, let's go, Tommy. Get out of bed. Get your feet on the floor. And my, my son walks past me. This is this morning. This is what this show is like, Susan. It's like stream of consciousness. So I so get my son, Can you relate? My son walks past me. He goes, dude, did you just like, well, I think he said, bro, bro, he's 12, bro. Did you just like tell yourself, like, get out of bed? Yo, let's go. You got to coach yourself, baby. Let's go get it moving. Like I'm telling you, let's go get like he plays CYO basketball. He plays a lot. He plays baseball, travel ball, all the stuff he plays. He's retired from um, flag football, but that's a different story. So we, we, I, I'm like, that's what you got to do a little. You say do more better. I say, let's go get big, push a little harder. You know, yesterday I had this, this deadline I was working on and I went to bed at like about 12, 31 o'clock and I was at my computer at 5 a.m. I didn't really want to be at my computer at 5 a.m. I listened to a two hour Goggins thing about a week ago, right? Mm-hmm. He was, I don't know if you know this guy, Huberman, he's got a podcast. He's like, a, he's a scientist and and he was interviewing Goggins and, you know, that's other level is Goggins guy, like other level. He like no excuses, like disinterested and just, just get up and do the freaking thing. Like he, you know, and I'm sure you're, uh, you're familiar with him. So I'm sure like you, maybe you saw this stuff. He moved in with Jesse Itzler for like a month and like had him like waking up, going into like ponds that were frozen over and crazy stuff like that. Point of the matter is what if you push yourself, I, what's the phrase, Susan? Successful people do what unsuccessful people don't want to do. It's not like it's not like rocket science, man. It's not like big creative stuff. It's like just friggin' do it. I would have used a different word, but I don't curse that much on the show. But it's like just do the thing, right? I mean, what it tell me. Yeah, I think a lot of times people just make excuses, right? And it's just you know, and there's a lot of, I think, victim mentality. And so it's just like, you can be victim mentality and stand in the middle of the room, say, who's going to save me? Or it's like, you know, Marcus Aurelius, my favorite quote from him is, you know, is get active in your own rescue. And so it's just like, you can't, you know, you got to be your own hero and show up for yourself. And, you know, at the end of the day, like, nobody cares more about yourself than you do. So it's just like, if you can show up and you have to like make the effort, um, you know, my, just kind of a story on my dad. Yeah. Um, you know, one uh, one time my my dad was in Florida with my grandfather, my mom's father, who was a, a paratrooper in World War II. And, you know, he had a sailboat. And, um, you know, my my dad, you know, growing up on a dairy farm in Missouri, we we didn't have open water, you know. Right. And so they were, they were, you know, doing the sailboat, doing the sailboat. And then they kind of like, it, it just wasn't going anywhere. And um, so, you know, they had to, 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 to row. And then, you know, uh, the next day when they were in a shop, there was a sign that said, pray to God, but row to shore. And so my dad bought that sign and that my dad, that sign was in my dad's, um, my, his judge's chambers for about, you know, 20 years. And, um, and so that's always been kind of something that was, that was taught to me by my dad is like, Hey, you can, you can pray to God and, and try to get help in other ways, but you still have to make the effort yourself. 
100%, man. Pray to God, but road to shore. It, it's about the activity. It's about doing the thing, right? Like, I, I don't even know where that came from with me just starting to say that on this show, like, just do the thing. Because I, I look at the show as representation of people just yeah, two freaking years. I'm talking to people about doing the show. And then I didn't, and then I just didn't do it. Like, pray to God, but road to shore. Yo, listen, I grew up Roman Catholic. I, I'm not religious anymore, any of this stuff. But I will tell you, you know, I, I'm very into Joe, Dr. Joe Dispenza, certainly my old friend, Tony Robbins, as we talked about already, like you can look at all this techniques and all this stuff, but you got to actually get up and do the freaking thing. Like none of it matters. You can read all the books, you can do all the studies, but you actually have to put your shoes on and get outside or whatever the case is to get involved and do it. All right. Wow. We're like all over the map, which is exactly what my brain is like. So there's dopamine, there's dopamine all over my desk, everybody. It's a mess over here. Forget about it. It's a lot of fun though. Susan, when I first connected with you honestly and i don't know if you remember this um sean and i knew each other sean o'rourke my buddy your husband knew each other from uh networking you know yeah. i'm out here on long island you guys are in queens right new york city networking scene all this stuff um and you were in you had written part of this book you had like written a chapter in above and beyond the glass ceiling and i remember <laughs> right we were at we, we were at this spot and it was almost like a Romeo and Juliet. You know, you were up on a balcony. I don't <laughs> remember, like you were giving yeah. a speech. It was like a co-working space. Uh -huh. I don't know what it's called, the wall or something. The, uh, the, the yard. The yard, the yard. And it was, you remember this night? You were like up yeah. there. You were like, you were like. It was pouring rain. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And but I got. People I had, still showed up. That impressive. People showed up. And, yeah. and that's, that's actually the first time we met. You and I have another like long standing connection in, in other ways we don't need to get into today but it's just there's like really cool i think really cool parallels you showed up at our gym my husband so, right, so, yeah so let's talk about that let's since you brought it up <laughs> since you brought it up it was actually the day they almost had to plan a funeral that afternoon because, <laughs> because sean o'rourke because i'm a big mouth so he's sean, a beast he's a beast he's a beast and i'm not and he invites me to he does this thing, and I don't. So this is. I know there's a challenge. I'm sure before the show is over today, I'm sure there's going to be some kind of challenge we got to talk about for people. I'm going to come up with my own challenge because I think it'll be more palatable for what I like to do. But Sean and I used to record videos together. He still does. I can't make it to that meeting on Fridays anymore. But we recorded videos. It used to be right after this show at 11 a.m. And he says, "Hey, I want to send this out to the group here. Just putting it out there. It's not a networking group per se. It's where we get together and do videos." And he goes, "Look, if you want." come out we're doing i don't know what he called it endurance class An endurance yeah. classic now i'm a guy who um has not i mean i drive past the gym on my way to other places <laughs> and stuff like that i wave at people as they go in the gym that sort of thing but shout out like i said jcc shout out to the new tommy d at the jcc that rhymes but i, I showed up on a sunday morning man right and it was like super like it was like six seven six thirty six fifteen on a sunday morning beautiful spring day i remember it because I, I almost died that day. So, <laughs> Sean, I know you're listening. So, I, I, I show up. And it's early, man. And I'm probably, because I'm Tommy D, I'm probably, ah, let me just have a Red Bull, right? So, a Red Bull, maybe a cup of coffee. And I get to this gym, which is not really a gym. It was more like, um like, if you're going to join the military, it was like a boot it's camp. It's a box. It's a CrossFit and Strongman gym. Yeah. And it's like, a, a you open the garage door, and there's like a gym there. It's like a giant garage door. And like, okay, you're going to do this. And then you can do this. And you're going to do this. And now I should have been like, if you remember getting curves back in the day, like that's what I want. Like I needed to be at curves, a little circling, a little like raise your legs, raise this leg, right? Jump around. No, I'm at this thing where Sean wants me to start with pull-ups. Now, I don't have a lot of upper body strength, obviously, because I, I could not pull my body up. And finally, I'm doing the run and I'm doing different things. And I was not doing good. And Sean goes, why don't you do me a favor and like do you a favor? He's like, why don't you just go run around the block a little bit? Like, you know, it was like sort of like what you would tell a child. Like, hey, the in boys the are in color. <laughs> the men over here are playing, right? Like the men are playing a game. Why don't you go out there and like, you know, I don't know, why don't you kick that ball around by yourself? Like that's what he did to me that day. And I and and I love him for it because I needed that because I was gonna die. So I just jogged up and down the streets of Astoria that <laughs> that morning. And he's like, Have you eaten? And I go, Nah, man. So I'm in the I'm at the bodega across the street from this spot, <laughs> buying a banana, like buying a banana while I'm like my body is shaking. Anyway, what? what <laughs> that's how that Sunday morning went. That is not exactly how you recruit people into into that work. No, but imagine being married to that man. <laughs> that's life every day. But you're into that. I've seen some of the stuff you're doing. I mean, you're you're powerlifting, right? You're doing really. You're you're no slouch here. Let's no. be honest. No. Yeah, and and the competition, I'm sure, is 
that's got to be some household. Uh, and there's, there's animals there too. What kind of animals are you guys have? What? Oh, in in our house? In the house, yes. Oh yeah, we have a dog and a cat. Yeah, a dog and a cat. That was <laughs> I thought a... you meant animals at the competition. I was like, we have no animals at no, the competition. No, 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 no. That's people. a whole other thing. That's another show I do called the Professionals and Animal Lovers Show, which we actually interviewed Sean on that show. That's last year. But no, I was just remembering sometimes the animals show up when I'm on meetings with Sean. All right, we're way over on a break, which is part of the show. Two things happen on this show. We always have more words than we have time to say them. And at times we laugh. And we've done some of that already. Susan, when you come back, we'll take a quick break. When you come back, I want to dive into a little bit more. We don't even know if we got into your business background all that much other than the leadership of, you know, the National Insurance Women's Organization, things like that. I want to hear a little bit about your business because I think it's important people know who you are. And then we're going to bring that into the story of Pancakes for Roger, why it exists, what it's about, and the impact you're trying to make. And hint, hint. How many pancakes is your boy going to eat in the month of February? We're going to find that out today. Right now, we're going to find out how many I'm going to eat. Right back, Tommy D. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your conscious consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. What a song, what a song, what a song. Shout out to Uncle Brendan, my buddy Brendan Levy at the Queen's Chamber of Commerce. We wrote that one together, that little ditty. Nonprofits need connections to move in the right direction, so cut through all the static. Join your boy in the attic. Two flights of stairs up from the kitchen. That's the journey I make for you all. It's a journey I make to do my work too, but it's just funny. And yeah, it does have a little reminiscent like the monkeys for sure. Shout out. You know, it's funny, gang. Like I'm I'm talking to you all who are listening or watching because, you know, I was always like jealous, like when the talk show host leans into the guest and when we go to commercial and we don't know what they're talking about. And I wonder, are they talking about, hey, we should go grab a slice of pizza after this. So we should, I always wonder. So here's the thing. So we have our little chat going on while you all are at break and, and you know, you step up and get a new coffee, whatever you do on when we're on break. But we have our own little banter going on. And Logan's giving me a hard time about that. I never make our marks on the break, which is funny because that's kind of when you never do it, it means that's actually the way now. You know, the obstacle is the way. And the way is we always miss our, our marks on this show, except for that last mark, because my buddy Steve Fry, the SMB guy, we just heard him on the commercial break there, does his uh, does his show right after that. Always Friday. It's always Friday, he tells us. And I, I don't know if it's always Friday because there's, there's six other days in the week, but that's a whole other thing. I got to call something out and then we got to get back into it with Susan. Susan gives me a little bit of the business here in the chat, and she says she expects me to yell out squirrel. Now, I will tell you this story, and this is a true story because, well, because it's true. Because I was sitting, I was not in the attic one day, but I was at the dining room table here in the house, and I was looking out my yard while I was on a Zoom call. 
And I literally had to come back to the Zoom call like three seconds and go, I'm sorry, I totally missed that. I literally saw a squirrel run past in the <laughs> behind the glass door and I literally got distracted. And because of the charm and personality, I was able to get away with it. And they were like, they thought it was cute and funny. And they weren't like, I didn't get a demerit for missing part of the meeting. But sometimes- I nailed the comment is what you're you saying. You hit it like you yeah. hit it like a hundred, like that is a real thing that happened. That's not like somebody's squirrel. No, like I saw- I, I'm not surprised. Yeah. I, I can size <laughs> people up in about 10 seconds, you know? <laughs> I am a big Tommy D fan, so it's all good. All right, let's do it. Let's get into this. What You're in the insurance business, but you're not like- solely an insurance broker per se. I mean, you're an expert witness. You you really dove deep. So give me like, why was that so important to you to become so that, so that expert level in your game, sort of level up skill cards, the whole thing? Uh, I mean, to be honest, I didn't set out to be an expert witness. I was approached to be one. Um, so I, I've had an insurance broker in, in New York City since 2005. I mean, it's full service. We do life insurance, health insurance, all aspects of business insurance, kidnapping, ransom, aviation, we insure clowns, sober coaches, a lot of weird shit, you know? <laughs> Whoa, hold on, hold on, hold on. You insure clowns? Go back. No way I let you pass that one, Bob. What does that mean? Well, I mean, clowns, their main exposure is molestation coverage, unfortunately. Um, literally, so literally, you're not saying like people who are, are silly people. You mean clowns. No, professional clowns, yeah. Wow. Oh my God, I love that. So we're kind of known in the, as experts in the weird and unusual when it comes to insurance. So we get a lot of referrals from brokers all across the country because- you know, so some type of property and casualty brokers, a lot of times they're just like, okay, you know, homeowners and auto or like, hey, just office policies and stuff like that. But we'll do real quirky things like robots that, 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 um, you know, are charging electric vehicles and things like that. So we'll do some kind of crazy stuff, but it's cool. But, yeah. you know, so I was actually approached um, in 2015 um, by a really large law firm, a national law firm that said, hey, we want to talk about using the Affordable Care Act um, to, to look at um, defense costs in medical malpractice cases or construction or workers' comp claims. So my name started getting passed around. I have the Patient Protection and Affordable Care Act certification. There's only, I think, seven of us in the New York City metro area, so or tri-state area, rather. And um, I'm a pretty good marketer. So I work as a national uh, national expert witness for you know, Kaiser Permanente, AIG, Chubb, the doctors, um, Methodist Hospital, Johns Hopkins. Uh, I work in 41 states on the expert side. Uh, so I get paid for people to be mean to me, <laughs> to be honest. So when you say that, is that like, are you on like at the witness stand during yes. litigation? Yeah. yeah. So yeah. Let, let me ask you about that. Cause I, I tell you the truth. Um, well, I always tell the truth, but I, I, in this case, I, I'm, I always wanted to be an attorney. Mm -hmm. There was this thing uh, that got in the way of, of me and being an attorney and it has so squirrels? far squirrels it was well I mean maybe I mean it could have been a problem I didn't want to go to law school because I didn't <laughs> think I could so I didn't think I would really enjoy it like where I'd stay focused all right so maybe it is squirrels maybe that's maybe that's just semantics maybe that's what we're doing here but I I think um that seems like a cool thing to be, to be, I mean, it's cool, but not everybody's a good expert witness. I mean, because the thing is with an expert witness, I mean, I'm a strategist. That's what it comes down to. Right. And so I get paid for strategy and I get paid to, you know, look at things kind of at a 30,000 foot view. And a lot of times with these court cases, the attorneys and people being sued are so close to it. They, they can't take a step back and look at maybe some different ideas. And since I work in so many different states, I can see what different states do, different attorneys do, and I can kind of bring some different things to the table. But I mean, it's high stress. Yeah. You know, it's high stress. I mean, a lot of times, I mean, 95% of the court cases settle. Yeah. Um, but, you know, you have trials, you have depositions, you have arbitrations. You have to be on your game. Um, you have to not be rattled when somebody is mean to you. Yeah. Um, and understand if somebody's jumping up and down and screaming at you, you're probably winning because you're frustrating them. So you right. have to like kind of flip the script in your head um, because normally we would kind of like shrink down and be like, oh, yeah, yeah. Get me. but it's, it's a different you, know, you got them on the ropes, you know, you got it. So you have to really, so like a little bit of emotion, a lot of bit of emotional intelligence. They're realizing, oh, this one's making a, a scene because we got them right when we want them. Yeah. So, so that composure, right. That poise is what you really need to pull from at that point. Well, and you also like, uh, to be a good expert, I feel like you need to understand the why of every questions being asked you. And so you have to be able to think very, very quickly on your feet. And um, because a lot of times when it comes to these things, they're wanting sound bites. Yeah. So you have to make sure to tell the story and a full story. And sometimes they can try to pigeonhole you. So you understanding how to kind of navigate that can be pretty interesting. That's 
that's got to be cool. Now, is that the, the that part of your business? Um, I know you've been doing it for years now. Is that you want more of that? Is that is it just going to come in because of who you are and you're elevated at that level? So it's kind of just going to feed into itself. I mean, to be honest, in the work that I do, there's only one other gentleman that does what I do. Okay. Um, so, yeah, so it's just there's um, I and I, I I'm just I'm pretty highly sought after. So I'm you know, I'm not trying to toot my own horn or anything like that. It's just yeah. a fact. Yeah. Um, so yeah. it's yeah. So it's just, um, you know, I like I said, 41 states. Yeah. So my, my name gets passed around a lot. I work with a lot of different you know, law firms, national law firms, local law firms, um, different insurance carriers, reinsurance carriers. Um, so it's, and it's just, I mean, at the end of the day, um, I'm interpreting insurance contracts. I'm yeah. explaining how insurance works. Right. And um, a lot of times people don't understand that. So, I mean, you know, I can, I can work on both sides, defense and plaintiff. Um, a lot of times plaintiffs don't bring me in because they don't want a chance of any um, money going down, to be honest. But my reports would be exactly the same for plaintiff as it was for defense, because again, I'm interpreting contracts. Right. I mean, it's, my reports are the reports. Yeah. The data is there. You're interpreting the data, right? Exactly. That, that's what it is. Wow. So has that, um, by, by getting involved there, has that, t- it has to have taken you away from like running day-to-day operations of, of the agency. So you have an incredible team that does a lot of that or, or not so much. I mean, I'm still heavily involved and I, you know, I run the, the broker term and kind of the, the day-to-day things. Um, when it comes to sales, I've stepped back, you know, from sales um, on certain aspects um, just because, you know, the the capacity. But I mean, I I live and die by my calendar. And so I have like a two hour block of expert witnessing every single day. So technically speaking, I have 10 hours allocated to expert witnessing. Sometimes it's less, sometimes it's more. It's more. It just depends on on the week. Um, but it's so I'm still heavily involved in, in the brokerage firm as well. I love that. And it's, there's a little tip for everybody. You know, we joke about, you know, my, my, the squirrel, we joke about calendaring, you know, but let's be honest, gang, it's about that. I mean, I, I live and die by my outlook calendar and I must, I say, you know, drive some people like in my personal life crazy. I'm like, just get it on my calendar like just get it on my freaking calendar and I'll be there. Like, but otherwise it doesn't exist. And I know how, how I am personally. And, but isn't that what we're supposed to do? Like find what you need, gang. It's not just me. We're all different. Figure out what tools and situations you need around you to fix the things to kind of smooth off the edges, so to speak. So, Susan, um, Pancakes for Roger. Mm-hmm. Let's go. Tell me about this. I mean, what? it's a book. It's an organization now. It's a, I'm going to say it. You didn't say it. I'm going to say it. it's a movement, man, because okay. I know I know what I'm going to be doing in February. So let's talk about it. What is this about? So, I mean, in a nutshell, I mean, I would call it a movement, um, to be honest. Uh, you know, this Pancakes Roger was a concept that was started by my late father when he made a request for pancakes when he was on hospice. Uh, you know, I moved from Missouri, or from New York City um, to Missouri to be a caretaker for him, and we kind of had a cadence of a, a schedule every single morning. I'd get up, I'd check on him, I'd go to the gym if he was good, I'd come back from the gym, I'd check on him again. If he was good, I would go shower, get ready for the day, and then get him ready. And so, one morning he made a request for pancakes and he was, you know, he was on hospice and he had a DNR and he was on oxygen and he had a feeding tube and pancakes just weren't in the cards. So, you know, we use that as kind of a, a message to encourage people to, you know, remember that life can change in the blink of an eye and things like enjoying a stack of pancakes could just no longer be in the cards. Wow. So, um, you know, and I, I know we're getting ready for a break, but, we are, but this is what I wanted to do. I set it up that way. I want, we're going to go to a break, but here's the thing, gang. I just talked to a friend of mine this morning and it was about gratitude. And mm-hmm. I, I it, it's because what I'm hearing to you is sometimes, the, you know, the quote unquote little things like enjoying a stack of pancakes, man. You know, I'm, I'll be going to a funeral this evening for a friend of mine whose business partner who was a friend of mine too. I knew him for a number of years, passed away at 49 years old. Tragically, people die. Yeah. Lives end, relationships end. Appreciate the moments right now. I'm not, listen, you know, you mentioned Marcus Aurelius. I wanted to shout out my friend, Machen McDonald, who was big on the Stoics and Machen hit, hit me with the Stoics. And I, you know, you know, talk about the hero's journey and things like that. Gang, man, listen, life is fleeting. It's short. One day your boy is not going to be here up in the attic. I'm not trying to be silly about it, but that's real stuff. We're not going to be here a hundred years from now. None of us are going to be here. Right. I mean, I don't know about AI and what's going to happen. And maybe they'll take a Tommy D. Maybe it'll be a Tommy D robot. Susan Combs. I don't know. <laughs> that's a hell of a robot. I would buy it. But seriously, life moves fast. You know, I sound like Ferris Bueller, but life moves fast and it's fleeting appreciate the ones around you say thank you give the hug tell people you love them because shit man they might not be there next week to tell them that so 
We're leaving them on a cliffhanger only for about a minute and a half. We're going to be right back. We're going to talk more about your dad, who was Major General Roger E. Combs. We're going to talk about veterans. We're going to talk about what the organization has done, what you've done in Missouri, what what's the veterans. I mean, there's so much to cover. We have the time to do it. It's how do we help, right, gang? What's the impact the organization is making? That's where the rest of the show goes. Your boy, the one and only Tommy D. Well, there's others, but me. Right back. Hey, everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asnell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and Intangify, your business today. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. In the year 2024, which started about four weeks ago, I changed something on my calendar, and it said, every morning it says, I get to drive my children to school. Hmm. I get to drive my children to school. Because some of us go, ah, man, I got to go do this, or I got to go do No, no, no. You get to do these things. And this is not because I'm some philosopher. I totally ripped that off from somebody else. But it says it on my calendar every morning between the hours of six and eight. That's where I am. That's what I'm doing. And that is a blessing. And not everybody gets to do that. And I was talking to somebody else again this morning, actually, same conversation I was having this morning. And it was about, um, you know, we don't all get these opportunities. People don't get to meet their grandparents. Some people never knew their parents. Some people never knew their mom, their dad, right? Some people, I, I do a lot of work with organizations here that um, shout out to uh, a moment of magic. Shout out to my friend at the Little St. Nick Foundation, my friends there, Ray and Kylie at, at these organizations, because they go see these children who are who are often terminally ill in cancer wards and hospitals. And some children don't make it. Listen, mm-hmm. please hug the people around you. Susan, tell me about your dad. I mean, I, I, I don't know. I've never discussed him with you today. I've never discussed him with you at all. But today I want to hear. I've read about some of your relationship that's on the Internet with your dad and the book and the whole thing. But please tell us about that. Yeah, my uh, my dad was he was pretty he was pretty special. And, you know, I even talk about in the book that, you know, I I know I had a great father and I understand that not everybody did. Um, so I do try to recognize that because. Like you said, every family is different. Everybody goes through different experiences. My my brother was actually is actually the longest surviving male bone marrow transplant out of St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Oh, your brother? Yeah, and oh so he's um, this year will actually be thirty three years since his bone marrow transplant, and he had a sixteen percent chance of survival. What, so, uh, hello, what's your brother's name? Matt. Matt. Hey, Matt. And Matt's actually a, a hospice nurse now. He was an oncologist nurse for a number of years, and he's oh, now a hospice nurse. So, oh my God, yeah. Matt, thank you for every. I'm going to get emotional as this happens. Matt, thank you for everything you're doing, man. Yeah. It really changed he's the world. Wow, pretty amazing. He's pretty amazing. So, yeah. So our father was 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 a great guy. I mean, our our dad. I mean, he he was in the military. He served 39 years and four months. He served in three branches of of the armed forces. He was a Marine Corps helicopter pilot in Vietnam. 
Um, he went on to be in the, the Army Reserves and then um, Air National Guard. So when he retired, he was on the Joint Chiefs of Staff of the Army and Air National Guard in Washington, D.C. And he was just one of those guys that he was good when nobody was watching. And this was evident. We, you know, after our father passed in 2018, the stories that came out um, from people that had encountered our father. I mean, one of the things that that I remember is I think about the day after our dad passed. Um, you know, I, I went to the gym because that's that was my my solace um, during when my dad was sick. And I went to the gym. And when I was walking back from the gym, I heard a clanging. And something just said to me, look up. And I looked up and um, uh, I'm from a town of a thousand people. It's called King City, Missouri. And the post office had put the flag at half mast for my father. Oh, And, you know, if that's not a testament to somebody's life and the impact they had in a small town, I don't know what is. Um, you know, um, that same post office, my brother went and picked up the mail the day after our dad passed. And uh, the the postmaster said to my brother, he said, you know, your dad was just so great. They said, you know, about a year ago, it was the summertime and your mom came and picked up the mail and the air condition went out here. And so apparently she shared that information with your dad. And about 10 minutes later, Roger Combs was walking into the post office with a fan and bottles of water, you know, to make sure that they were okay. He's, he was that guy. I, yeah, I, I he, know that guy. That, he you know, snow blowed the whole town. Like he would snow blow Main Street, <laughs> you know, when we'd have winter storms. He was just, he was just that guy. I mean, I was, I was back home um, over Christmas. I mean, and uh, when I was back home, there's, you know, some family friends that were kind of surrogate grandfather for me that are, uh, you know, the gentleman's now in the nursing home. And he just said, oh, your dad, he said, your dad would always slip me a hundred dollar bill every time I saw him because you know he knew my dad knew he was on limited income and yeah, he was like, this is what yeah. I can do to help you know and you know he was just one of those guys I mean you know he was a, a civilian judge in his, his civilian life so my dad had two full-time two full-time careers my entire life and there was a woman that reached out to me that was she's in her her 50s now and she said I just wanted to tell you that your dad made me safe when nobody else did and I said what do you mean and she said I didn't have a good childhood. And she said, I didn't have the greatest parents. And she said, when there was a custody battle, your dad had me come into his judge's chambers. You know, he took off his formal, you know, judge's robe and sat down on the floor with me, showed me pictures of you kids and talked to me about what was going to be best for me and what was going to be the best place for me to live. And he said, your dad made me feel safe when nobody else did. So, you know, it's just, those... there's, there's so many of those stories, like, yeah. that, like, even as children of, of, like, even as you're, you know, you knew your dad, and you know him from what a daughter knows, and you had obviously had incredible and still do admiration and love. However, you don't know all these stories that how he touches the whole world. And yeah. I always find that to be interesting. Like, you know, tonight, when I, I do go to this funeral for this man who passed away way too early, it's a, it's a it's like a celebration of his life this evening and it's going to be people talking about the impact he made and you know I, I always find that it's isn't it an interesting thing to think about when that all goes on one day you and I both won't be here right and there'll be people talking about us and what we hopefully right I hope well they're gonna be talking I don't think they'll be saying good <laughs> they're, gonna, they're gonna be saying something but if they you know it's I wonder if we're actually there and we can hear them I wonder that. You I don't, think so. You think I so? Think so. so I, I feel that the people that passed are just without a reach. They're just yeah. they're, right, they're still here, right? Around. So, I, yeah. You know, I get a lot of signs from my dad. I think if you're open to that stuff, you get it. Um, yeah. You just have to ask. Yeah. yeah. I love that. Yeah. You do get signs. Yeah. I believe that. I definitely mm -hmm. believe that. That's so awesome. Um, he was obviously a, an incredible veteran, as we talked about, right? Um, talk to me about the community. I mean, it, it, lately, last, since you've, started this mission the book the whole thing the money you've raised where you know where is it gone talk to me about that yeah so for the past five years um i've ran a fundraiser for the university of missouri school of law veterans clinic so the veterans clinic provides free legal services for veterans and their families navigating the va claims and appeals process discharge upgrades and a whole lot more so that's been um the charity that i've supported so what we've done is um, you know, as I, you know, I mentioned before the break, um, there was one morning that my, you know, I was going to be getting the feeding tube formula ready for my dad. And I, I couldn't find him in his hospital bed and I was looking for him. And then I found him in the kitchen and he had set the table. He had his placemat, he had his, the plate, he had the silverware. And I said, dad, what are you doing? And he said, I want pancakes for breakfast. 
And I knew I couldn't give it to him because he had a feeding tube. We had, we were on hospice, had a DNR and it just broke my heart. And I was like, there's nothing in this world I want to, that I want to do for you, pancakes. pancakes. But I was like, if we, if you choke here, I think we're done and we're just not ready to be done yet. I don't think. So, you know, after he passed, I took one day off of work and, you know, my husband, Sean, that you mentioned, he said, why don't we go have some pancakes for your dad? So we went to the Bel Air Diner in Astoria, Queens, and my husband took the first picture and I told the story on social media. And I said, if you're so inclined, you know, why don't you go have some pancakes to Roger and remember all your blessings in your life and all the little things, because life can change in a blink of an eye. So it was just a freaking story. I told on social media. That's all it is. But that's all the whole thing is a story. Like my eight year old, we were talking the other night and I said something. He was talking about names and he goes, yeah, well, those are made up, too. And I go. Oh yeah, they are. Yeah. They're all, it's all made up. We all, yeah. somebody came up, right? Right. One time we didn't speak or we didn't have words and then we did. And then somebody said, I'm going to call you Tommy D. And I said, that's a good name. I'll take that one. But that's, that's what, like, it's all made up. So your quote unquote, it was just a story. Of course, everything is just a story. Yeah. Isn't that so it? Was- yeah, it was just a story. And then people started having pancakes and they started sending me pictures of pancakes. And then I had people that said, Susan, I can't have pancakes and not think about your dad. And then people said, I start, I've started talking to my children about military service and doing service and doing good. And so, you know, it, it just started that way. And so my father's birthday was February 22nd. So that's why we fo- focused on February. Okay. So then what we decided to do is every February for every pancake loving picture that we get on social media, using the hashtag pancakes to Roger that my company makes a donation to the veterans clinic in his honor. So that's how it started. Right. Right. So it's just like, so last year we got, God, we, we hit all 50 States. We got 24 additional countries and we hit all seven continents and it was sick. I mean, it was sick. I'm going to share while you're talking, I'm going to share the website. So the gang is pancakes for Roger all spelled out. Yep. 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 And so it's just like, so it, so it started as a movement, you know, to be honest, um, initially. Mm-hmm. And then then I had had people be after me to write a book for a number of years. And so when I when people were after me to write a book, I had always done like I'd ended my when I publicly speak, I would end with quotes that I've gotten along the way. Yeah, you can see like all the freaking yeah. countries. It's insane. Yeah if, yeah, if you're only listening, gang, go to pancakesforrock.com, yeah. please. There's a map. You drop it down. It says pancake yeah. map. What a what a party like what a great like again it all just came out of that morning right yeah. and now it's a it is a movement look at all this. I, I mean i'm i'm gonna put out a challenge myself i want sponsors i want to see so back in the day when we were kids you had the math competition or you had i'm gonna run around the track so many times remember when we were kids susan and was trying to raise money for school so i'm encouraging everybody i want you to text me uh you know i want you to reach out to me via email tommy d at philanthropyandfocus.com p-h-o-c-u-s you know that by now and uh, hit me up on Instagram, TommyD.NYC. And I want you to say, hey, Tommy D, for every pancake you eat in the month of February, we're going to pledge. It was a pledge. That was the word. We're going to pledge you a dollar, a quarter, 10 bucks. But my goal is to eat 100 pancakes <laughs> in the month of February. Which I don't even do that. And I have to have pancakes almost every other day of the month. I'm <laughs> telling you, my goal is 100 pancakes. And I tell you that only so you guys can be conservative in your efforts on what you're going to pledge me, how much you want to be out at the month of February. So that's- So I that, will uh, say, so since we are a nonprofit, I mean, we um, we incorporated as a nonprofit in December of this year. Yep. So we are doing some different things this year because now Pancakes Roger is an official nonprofit. So tell us about that. Yep. So yeah. So we're going to continue to support the Veterans Clinic, you know, through our fundraising efforts and things like that for the, um, through the the Pancake Picture fundraiser. Um, we do have Instagram and Facebook channels now for Pancakes to Roger. So you can also tag them. But the only thing I always tell people is your, your profiles have to be public facing. Okay. Because it's just like, if you're, if you're putting stuff on stories and they're private and you're not tagging our accounts, we don't see them. So it's just like, so we like to make sure that you either tag our accounts, use the hashtag. And then, like I said, you know, we've incorporated as a nonprofit. So we do have some sponsorship opportunities. We're running two weightlifting competitions in February this year. Um, And so one's in New York City, one's in Kansas City. Um, And then, you know, the the goal, we're building an endowment right now. And so the goal is, you know, we're going to, our mission is to unite veterans with funding opportunities to do good in their backyards and beyond. So what that means is we're going to eventually be able to give grants to veterans that want to do different projects. So say you have a veteran that's a little league coach in their community, but they have no equipment. 
right. and they need to buy equipment. Um, you know, we're, we're having a lot of fun with it because there's a lot of themes with the book, like there's drive the car. So it's just like, we might do like a theme next year for drive the car. Like this year it's dragon slaying. So right. it's just like, we're slaying dragons because it's also the year of the dragon. Um, in the, oh, it is in, in New, year. Chinese yeah. New Year. All right. We got to take a break because you did tell me in the chat. So you're not going to call you out. You've been, <laughs> you've, been, you've been beating me up a little bit this morning. So I'm going to say, you know, Susan let let Logan know in the chat that she was on time for the last break and I wasn't. But guess what, gang? It's my show. I do whatever I want. All right. We're going to be right back, Susan. When we come back, I want to hear more about the, the weightlifting competition, which I don't believe I'm in. I, I don't I don't believe I'll be in that. But I am in the pancake competition. I do want to say one thing. My friend Logan tells me in the chat. He goes, yeah, Tommy D, that's like four pancakes a day. But guess what, everybody? It's a, a dollar. <laughs> it's a leap year. I get an extra day this year to eat pancakes. We'll I would do silver dollar pancakes. So I, I was that was my joke. I was gonna use that all over Instagram. I was just gonna go eat silver dollars. Now you screwed that up for right. me. Now I'm gonna eat big pancakes. <laughs> I hop, here I come. By the way, can we get them to I'm gonna pick one of these sponsorship levels when we come back myself, but can we get like an IHOP or you know, somebody like uh, I don't know, one of these big pancake companies to, to support that? Let's talk about it. We'll be right back. Your boy Tommy D and my friend Susan Combs. This is philanthropy and focus. Pancakes for Roger. Right back. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. Hey everybody, it's Tommy D, the nonprofit sector connector coming at you from my attic. Each week here on talkradio.nyc, I host a program, Philanthropy and Focus. Nonprofits impact us each and every day, and it's my focus to help them amplify their message and tell their story. Listen each week at 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time until 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time right here on talkradio.nyc. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC at www.talkradio.nyc. Now broadcasting 24 hours a day. Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions. So cut through all the static. Join Tommy in his attic. I don't want to be as bold to say it's like my fans know, but those who pay attention and listen to the program know that I always wanted to be a game show host. And <laughs> still do, and I think I will do. But, but this is the lightning round. Bing, 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 bing. This is the lightning round, gang. We're going to get out of here shortly. We got to make sure we leave it all on the field, as they say, or leave it all in the garage gym out in Queens where I almost died on a Sunday morning. Or the attic. Or the yeah. attic. Leave it all in the attic. I leave everything. You should see this place. It's a mess. My wife goes, could you clean the attic? That's a whole other story for another day, gang. We're not going to do that one now. Susan. What, first of all, sponsorship levels, these sponsorship levels that I shared, you have the Patriot level that got your six level of devil dog, which I'm going to take, how, are these one person, like one, what, how's it work? Yeah. So the Patriot level is actually kind of cool because that that's a hundred dollar level and you can actually sponsor a state or a country. So, okay. you know, like if you scroll down on the page, it shows you kind of what, what states are already like blocked out because some people have like, Alec, like said, like, oh, and I want to like, sign up now. Huh? I'm just wondering if I click sign up now. Okay. It goes to Stripe. So yeah, where yeah. So I want to see that, like on the map, it shows you which. Yeah, so scroll down. Actually, scroll down on the the sponsorship. Or the, oh, back on the sponsorship? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Let's yeah. do it. Real-time yeah. stuff. Or actually, it's, uh, yeah, see, so the ones that are blacked out, those have already been reserved. Got it, got it. Yeah, got it. so okay. it's just like, so those are the ones that have been reserved so far. Actually, Alabama got reserved yesterday, so we have to update that map. But so basically what happens is when somebody has a pancake in, in the, like, Missouri, New York, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, North Carolina, um, I think that's West Virginia, um, and uh, Florida, then we'll put their logo 
instead of penny pancake. So we have penny pancake that's normally on the the states when the states get have a pancake picture, but we're allowing um, people to put their their own state logo. So we and we also have chili. Chili's been sponsored already too. All right. So so hold on a second. So, so that's the Patriot level. So that's the Patriot level. So what you're saying, gang, I'm speaking to you all who say, Tommy D, how can we help? Well, here's how. You can sponsor this organization. You can sponsor state. So just let's say if you had a company, it was called Philanthropy in Focus, and it was in focus, you know, productions and consulting, and you wanted to have your little caricature all over the map, you could do that for a hundred bucks is what you're telling me. For each yeah. state, you pay a hundred bucks. That is fun. That is cool. Yeah. So that's the first state, first person to the state wins. So it's just like, so you request it. And then, you know, um, like right now, I mean, there's plenty of states available because it's it's not February yet. So we always just tell people to, to request this date. And if it's not available, then then we get right back to you and say, hey, Missouri's already taken. Is there another state or country that you would like to sponsor? I got an angle. That I, I almost don't want to share my angle with everybody, but I will because I love everybody. Here's the deal. Actually, I want to sponsor Texas. Um, and because I want my logo to be the biggest logo on the <laughs> Oh my God. I'll take Texas. Whoever's in accounting, Tommy D will take Texas. What about these other sponsorships? The the other sponsorships. So um, like I said, we're running two weightlifting competitions, one on February 4th in New York city and one on uh, February 10th in Kansas city. Um, So these are annual sponsorships because like I said, we're building the endowment. So right now our shirts have gone to printing for the, um, for the competition. So the logos are locked for the shirts for the first run. Um, You know, if we do additional runs and somebody sponsors that have got your sixth level or above, then we'll actually incorporate their logos on there as well. But you also get, you know, some swag. So you get signed card copies of the book. You get a copy of the, you know, you get a competition T-shirt. And then you'll get shout outs on social media as well during the month of February during our pancake campaign. But then these will be listed then as our partners until December or until January 31st of 2025. So check that out, gang. You get to be partnered up with this incredible mission all year. They're going to be shouting you out. Like, see, it's social media, a little promotion on social media. You get it starts at the devil dog. Now, why devil dog? Uh, so Devil Dog is um, a nickname for Marines. For Marines, okay. Yeah. It's also a great tasty treat if you've ever had them with the de- yeah. Devil's Food Cake with the little. Yeah. So these are all, yeah, these are all military. Um, and then you know that my father was a, t- a major general, two star general. So that that last logo for the front lines is a a hat tip to him. Yeah. And snake it. eaters are special forces. So cool. You mentioned somebody. You mentioned Goggins earlier in the show. I'm going to stop sharing my screen, gang. But go to pa- Pancakes for Roger. Uh, dot com and some of you who are only listening go to pancakesroger.com and you'll see what we were talking about uh, or watch it or go watch the streaming somewhere all right uh everywhere twitch youtube facebook uh i don't know logan tell me where else mm-hmm. um twitch i'm on twitch i don't even know what it was we had you know this 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 gang of folks from twitch that are playing games listening to philanthropy and focus which is like that is kind of a big deal for me to to find out that feel like they'd be good pancake eaters you know i think any gang if you like pancakes reach out to us so how do they how do they do that how do you do susan combs how do you do my nanny used to say that was a little boy how do you do how do they get in touch what do the how do we want to do that i mean they can reach out through their website but to be honest like i mean february is what five days away, six days away. So get to eating pancakes. I mean, and that's the thing. So there's also the book, like I said. So we count pictures double if you have a picture with pancakes and the book. And the book. Mm -hmm. So if you have the book and pancakes or, you know, I mean, and I'll tell you, we get creative because some people, I've had people say, Susan, I know your father died of Agent Orange related throat cancer. I want to do something good, but I just can't choke down pancakes. I'm like, okay, then be creative. Do you yeah, like yeah. crepes? Do you like kimchi pancakes? Do you like scallion pancakes? We call waffles pancakes with abs. You know, there's a lot of creative things that you can do. And then to be honest, you don't have to prove that you ate those pancakes. So here's the thing, guys. You can grant your pancakes to someone who likes pancakes. All you got to do is order them or make them. And then you show the picture and then you call me and I'll come over and eat them. There you go. <laughs> I, I can't, I'm telling you this. I have four children. The fact that I get to 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 now eat pancakes with a purpose oh my goodness how about that pancakes with a purpose how about that now that i get to eat those and it's not just because i'm a bit of a fatty it's because i like to eat pancakes february is pancake month it's like national pancake day i think it's february 28th yeah look at that and your dad's birthday is the 22nd february 22nd yeah so the book actually came out on his birthday 22 22 
uh you know my sister loves things with numbers like that I, yeah it's, I, a, it's a it's an angel number yeah it, yeah it makes i just wanted to share a picture of that yeah. i just uh on the website yeah uh, and i think it, it links to his wikipedia page so my dad has a four-page wikipedia page if you want to look at his service yeah, i'm afraid if i click something and it doesn't look good on this I, yeah that's I'm, fine yeah so okay so i want to say something about that picture right there yeah, so, the yeah. yeah so my my great uncle so my dad's uncle was in the state uh house of representatives in the state of missouri so when my dad was a helicopter pilot in vietnam my uncle his uncle was running for re-election so he sent bumper stickers to my dad and my dad took bumper stickers and put them all over the helicopters in vietnam <laughs> how did that go <laughs> that's did what he, that picture was, is yep did he have a did state representative combs have a big contingent of fans in vietnam like did he get a lot of votes the mail-in votes i guess yeah i, I don't even know i it's not something i ever asked my father but it's just, just so when just so i had seen this one picture but then after my dad passed we found like 10 pictures of these with and 10 different helicopters with all the freaking bumpers that, that, not, that weren't his your, your father wasn't in the picture it was all the guys that were no my dad was in the, every single oh. picture no my dad was laying out like you know <laughs> <getting his way. laughs> what a cool man what a cool man listen i'm i'm glad to know his story obviously i didn't know him when he was with us mm-hmm. you know in this realm but i'm glad to know his story and 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 like anything else like everybody i have on this show and everybody that's connected to the nonprofit world and i want to go back to how we started the show do more better and i i think that Make the world a better place just for the fact that you were here, gang. That's what it is. Like make the make, that's legacy, and and you're you've created legacy here, and you're in what your dad is all about, was all about, is all about, and continues to live on. How else can we help before we get out of here? I mean, seriously, like like share the message, share the you know share the hashtag. You know, seriously, anytime you're having a stack of pancakes, just take a picture and use the hashtag. Send it to us, tag our Instagram account, you know, tag our Facebook account. I mean, of course we love sponsorships. You know, if you're in in New York City or in Kansas City, we'd love to have you join us for our dragon slaying competitions. You know, it's going to be a lot of fun. That's the the late, I can't say the words. That's the weightlifting is the dragon slaying competition. Yeah, and it's it's weightlifting, but it's also, you know, a little bit crossfitty. But I'll tell you, it's it's fun. And we have sick prizes. We have great sponsors. Sexy Batch is a bakery here in in Queens. That's doing a, um, they're actually doing a pancake cookie. It's going to be called the Dragon Slayer. So it's got, where are they? They're in Queens. They're in, they're in Astoria. Yeah. So one one last question. Here's the thing. It it, like, if you're, because this is, this is true for a lot of the people I think that plug into, and I don't mean this to be a wise guy, but to plug into the CrossFit, the healthy living, right? Pancakes are not exactly, I, I made my joke. I call myself a fatty. That's rude. But the point of the matter is like, what are we talking about? Like you healthy people want to have healthy alternatives. So there is an alternative. Like you can have protein pancakes. And I'll tell you, if you're doing CrossFit and you're doing strongman, like we are, you're eaters. Yeah. yeah so right on. Okay. Yeah. We throw down pancakes just like so anybody. You can eat your pancakes. And, Absolutely. And you doing- work it off. Right, right. See, I eat my pancakes and then don't do the work. So <laughs> March is going to be tough for me. I think it's what that's going to be. I'll tell you, by March 1st, I don't want to see a pancake for a couple months. <laughs> I'm, I'm pancake overload. Yeah, I, I believe it. Well, I, I will tell you this. I've also looked at some, I've looked, I've Googled, I've I've looked into, uh, I, I've looked in some clothing that represents pancakes. I will just leave it out there because last year I got, I got kind of aware of this too late in the year, but now we're way ahead of it talk about way ahead of it i'm over time susan combs thanks for being here pancakes for roger i appreciate you got to send out love to my friend sean o'rourke because sean if you didn't see this vision putting us both together this wouldn't happen make it a great day everybody we're over time steve fry will be up next later gang bye Nonprofits need connections to move in good directions so cut through all the static join tommy in his attic Talk Radio NYC. Thanks, Logan. Sorry, go Educate and power. Were you an essential worker during the pandemic? If you needed to learn stages of epilepsy, did you depend on advocates? Did you use new innovations to cope with mental and neurological issues? Maintaining high quality of life and keeping good mental health are what we all strive for. I'm Frank R. Harrison, host of Frank About Health, and each week, top healthcare influencers, professionals, and innovators answer these questions and more. Stay tuned on Thursdays at 5 p.m. on talkradio.nyc, and I will continue to be frank about health with all of you. What really drives success in business? Introducing Intangify, the show that explores the intangible assets that create value and growth. I'm Matthew Asbell, your host and an attorney focused on innovation. 
Join me Fridays at noon Eastern to discover how innovation, culture, and other intangibles shape driving companies from startups to established businesses. We'll share strategies to unleash your business's true potential. Tune in live on talkradio.nyc Fridays at noon Eastern and intangify your business today. Are you a business owner? Do you want to be a business owner? Do you work with business owners? Hi, I'm Stephen Fry, your small and medium-sized business or SMB guy, and I'm the host of the new show, Always Friday. While I love to have fun on my show, we take those Friday feelings of freedom and clarity to discuss popular topics on the minds of SMBs today. Please join me and my various special guests on Friday at 11 a.m. on talkradio.nyc. Are you a conscious co-creator? Are you on a quest to raise your vibration and your consciousness? I'm Sam Leibowitz, your Conscious Consultant. And on my show, The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, we will touch upon all these topics and more. Listen live at our new time on Thursdays at 12 noon Eastern Time. That's The Conscious Consultant Hour, Awakening Humanity, Thursdays, 12 noon on talkradio.nyc. Are you a high-achieving, growth-oriented leader? Are you interested in developing your authentic leadership while creating a healthy, inclusive workplace? Hi, I'm Dr. Mira Bronku, host of The Hard Skills on talkradio.nyc at 5 p.m. Eastern on Tuesdays, where we discuss how leaders develop the hard skills needed to make a greater impact. We interview experts, have live coaching, and tackle these challenges. Listen to The Hard Skills on Tuesday at 5 p.m. Eastern on talkradio.nyc. You're listening to Talk Radio NYC. Uplift, educate, empower. <laughs> 